we are a team. As storytellers and dreamers, there is always magic to discover. Once upon a time, a Las Vegas showgirl and a comedian magician figured out that even with different perspectives, our adventures and experiences together are really just one big cake. Welcome to One Big Caper. I'm Felix. This is my partner, Athena. And this show is kind of an interactive one. We talk with each other uh, about prompts that are sent to us by people who watch or listen to us. Uh, today is an interesting topic. <laughs> what? Um, and I, I, I'm off the bat, I'm not even sure how I will address it. So uh, we go into these things without a script, just a prompt, and we put ourselves in front of this camera to discuss whatever that is. So today we are talking about healthy habits for performers. Healthy habits for performers. For performers. This was actually requested. Okay. Mm -hmm. So As a young performer, I did not take care of myself very well. I did know that my body was my instrument and I needed to have a monthly massage and a chiropractic adjustment, which I didn't do the chiropractic adjustment, but I did the massage because that particular uh, therapist had a way of um, manipulating my muscles so that I would get back in alignment. It was You were an athlete. Yes. So, so I had to take care of my body mm -hmm. for sure. Like that was the thing. However, I was still, you know, nutrition was still like, I was young. Nutrition didn't really matter, especially after I left the ballet company because they didn't want me too skinny. And I actually got a weight notice for being too skinny in the show. Uh, so there's that. And then there was the drinking, uh, maybe a little bit of drugs, uh, in there somewhere. But, um, you know, it wasn't top of my mind to have healthy habits Okay. as a, as a dancer. Right. Uh, there were plenty of older dancers. And when I'm saying older, they're like five, maybe 10 years older than me. There was one who was 25 years older than me. <laughs> And she worked out every day. Uh, she ate super healthy. I mean, she was 47 when I met her. And then she left the show at 51. So she had to take care of herself. She had to stay in her most peak form to be, to stay in the show, right? And, you know, the men were required to have more tantalizing physiques than the women. They had to work out every day. Most of them did just because they were in a G-string. <laughs> if you are not familiar, I was in the show Jubilee and well, the men got to wear a studded leather G-string for one of the, the acts. The show thing. boys were often m more revealed than the show girls. Yeah, yeah. those poor guys. And yeah. so they had to, they had to work out. They had to. Yeah. <laughs> they also got weight notices as well. Uh, so back then it wasn't, you know, cause I was like 20 wasn't a big deal. Uh, but then when I started burlesque again, and my, uh, my teacher at the time, she said that, uh, don't ever schedule 
anything to do on a show day or the day after. And I was like, why? Well, I learned pretty quickly that you're only on stage for three-ish minutes when you do burlesque and you don't want to ruin it by being too tired or you know whatever. So this is a this is a solid point. I was gonna, I I told you I didn't know what I was going to say, but that is a solid point. And there have been many rookie mistakes I have made in the last forty years. Uh, <laughs> one of those in particular comes to mind immediately, where is this I a juicy bit. I guess this is a juicy bit, yes. and for that matter, a, a turning point, uh, a, pivotal a pivotal moment. a pivotal moment. Oh, okay, yeah. bonus. So. Uh, I no longer, I just wrote this to, uh, I get bid requests for appearances and shows and that kind of thing. And, and one of the things that I wrote was, I don't travel on show days. So if, uh, if you want me to perform in San Francisco at 8 p.m. on this date, I'm going to need a room for the night before and the night of the show. And I will travel outside of that particular day because I don't travel on show days. Uh, and... I should have learned that lesson after one horrible experience, and it probably took six before I was like, "This is I'm not being smart about this." Yeah. Um, and I I was making the mistake of trying to take care of my clients uh -huh. and their money, oh. and and save them money by not making them invest in in accommodations for two nights. And it, I get it now. <laughs> yeah. Um. And one of those occasions was uh, uh, one I was flown to Seattle, and I was to perform there. And I allowed them to book my tickets, and the window was tight. They were sending me a driver uh, to the airport, who was going to then take me directly to the gig. Oh my God! So I had to fly in costume, Whew. and the airline misplaced my luggage, <gasps> so I didn't have my props. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, I had been doing this long enough that I was able to, to ask the driver to take me by, uh, I won't name the store, but a, a box store. And for about $35, I was able to buy enough materials that in the back of the car on the way to the venue, I was able to fashion together enough uh, physical props, materials to do an, a more or less impromptu 45-minute show. Can't do uh, that in burlesque. You can't do that in burlesque. <laughs> there's, there's a new category, the things you can't do in burlesque. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is, that's a short list. Uh, it turns out. Yes. Yeah. So this was a turning point in, in two ways. Number one, and important to this episode and important to my health, I do not travel on show days. Uh, the other one is that that is what inspired me to become much less of a magician and more of a mentalist because I can take what I need to be a mentalist in a carry-on. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did you but, ever get your luggage back? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Uh, they delivered it to the hotel that night after the show. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was rough. Um, it's, it's important to your health as an entertainer to be prepared and in, in 100% for your show. I would say that one of those things is to not just eat well, but eat well-timed in that uh, yeah. don't 
don't fill your body full of water five minutes before you get on stage because that can feel very uncomfortable, especially if you're a performer like me. I'm a one-person show. There's nobody else able to run out on stage and do a little soft shoe while I take a break. Uh, it's just me. So when I walk out on stage, I'm committed to the next 45 to 90 minutes all by my lonesome. Uh, so I have to time the way I eat and drink before shows. Yeah, um, and he forgets. And on show days, I drink. I'm I'm a coffee drinker. Uh, so coffee is a good friend, but I I drink more water on show days than I do on regular days. It's because you're um, talking more, probably. Well, not after, but I do drink after. You know, I do drink water after a show yeah. too, but uh, um, try to stay a little more hydrated, I guess. Because uh, you sweat more. Uh, yeah, maybe I don't know. That's one thing. Uh, I when I did the residency at the Stanley Hotel, I wear an activity tracker, and that show was uh, seventy minutes, so an hour ten minutes, always on the nose. I don't know how I did that. I did a hundred of them. Every single one of them was perfectly an, an hour ten minutes. But uh, I wore an activity tracker and determined that in the course of that show, every time I did it, I was getting three miles worth of walking in because uh, yeah. I'm that kind of an entertainer. I guess uh, I'm trying to make sure that everybody has a front row seat so I get out of the audience and, yeah. and do stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I am going to confess, I guess, since I'm on the juicy bits sort of things, that I, um, I don't eat that healthy. I eat more healthy now than I used to. We do a lot more home cooked meals than you know we used to go out all the time and uh i love cheeseburgers i'm a big cheeseburger fan i used to have a, a cheeseburger partner uh belly dancer and and, um, and she would have a cheeseburger before shows yeah her husband wouldn't even like join us or anything but we'd meet for a cheeseburger before a show and she's a belly dancer so uh, i can't even imagine yeah. like undulating your stomach while you have maybe a, it helps <laughs> maybe it helps maybe it helped her yeah um oh yeah so uh other things too though i think can i yeah talk? oh no i'm just this is my episode now okay i'm kidding i'll just be your happy I, I I just, as, uh, every time we come up with a prompt or we're given a prompt and i think i have nothing to say about that every time i have more to say about it than you I have a lot to say, oh, but I well haven't then. been able to break in at all. All right. Well, it's your turn. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yes. So there's a couple things. Okay. Um, you were talking about cheeseburgers. Now I have to remember because I didn't write it down. Oh, sorry. We've gotten so far away. Uh, as when I was a showgirl, I mean, we're pretty naked. Even the, the cover dancers, they had bras and G-strings. Um, our stomachs are still there uh, on Thanksgiving. We couldn't eat very much because we'd have to go to a show or, you know, Christmas, any of the major holidays that people eat. We couldn't because we'd be doing our, our racket style kick line and we'd be like, <laughs> so yeah, there, you know, timing is, is really important there. Um, so cheeseburgers before show. I could do it, I think, when I was younger, but like the older I got, I won't. I wouldn't do it when I was doing burlesque. I wouldn't eat that much. Uh, but I remember my 
first ballet teacher always used to say, eat a whole plate of spaghetti and butter before you do a, a performance. I don't, for the carbs, I guess. Really old school, like 70s. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just mm. like solid carbs. That's all. But uh, I, I started, uh, yeah, for me, my diet is a lot healthier than it used to be when we first got together. But that's purely to deal with hormonal issues I've been having. So I, I eat more seeds. I'm doing seed cycling. I eat uh, oatmeal every day. So it helps flushing out a lot of toxins that I might be. We're going to try groats. We'll give you yeah, a, a, a report groats. about that. Yeah. And th last year you were, well, no, during when every, during the lockdown, you started uh, sprouting seeds mm -hmm. and sprout like it, this guy right here was making sprouts and they they're were delicious. lovely. Yeah. They're delicious on burgers. <laughs> um, but you know, it's like little baby steps. We had a garden during the, the lockdown, just like everybody else. I mean, ours was very tiny. I think the only thing we didn't do that was like everybody else's the bread. sourdough. Yeah. <laughs> the sourdough thing. We didn't know. We're like, whatever we did. I did obtain a giant bag of yeast though, active yeast that's sitting in the freezer. We actually use it like once every few months we make bread bowls well the kids like to cook or bake and yeah so, so yeah. they're they're using it um yeah. but yeah so well, little baby steps but uh yeah you were talking about cheeseburgers and then you were going to go on about how you didn't think you had anything else to talk about i do though uh because it occurs to me how many facets there are to this subject and, and oh, yes. one of those facets that occurs to me is that uh, uh you know we talk about how i was uh raised in in masculinity and that kind yeah. of thing but i moisturize uh and that's something that i i think is uh particularly amongst male performers of course uh that they don't moisturize their faces and it's i'm i'm often asked by other male entertainers i used to be anyway um why i have fewer wrinkles or you know i don't look as as old as i claim to be and um and the joke in my response, you know, in giving advice was that I was using Irish sunblock and that always gets a big question mark, but that's the roof of a pub. Uh, <laughs> but the truth is that I, uh, I do use a moisturizer on, on my face. And so that I think it is part of uh, being healthy as, as an entertainer is to have some, uh, a good skincare regimen. Mm -hmm. Yes. And well, then you've got your nutrition You've got your, uh, I would say, self-care, like you were talking about, no uh, traveling on show days, but also giving yourself time after. I think that a lot of the clients that book you don't understand, or that don't book you rather, because they don't understand your rates, it, they think that it's like a job and you just go there for an hour and that's this, it. You cost how much per hour? It's yeah, not, no. I don't have an hourly rate. You're no. paying me to, to do all of these things. I, right. I start preparing for a show the day before. Right. Uh, right. Packing everything, you know, getting all the illusions ready. Like it's not, you don't just show up in your awesome suit <laughs> and wow people. Like there's preparation involved. As a burlesque performer, I really learned that. Not so much when I was in the production show, because the production show, we lived in the theater. So our shoes were already there. Our costumes were, we had dressers that took care of our costumes. So yeah. 
you know we've talked about that before yeah the luxury that that is it's a luxury you know i had to wash my own costumes and and uh maintain them if anything rips during a show i'd have to you know in burlesque i had to fix this stuff by myself it's like this machine that you're maintaining you know if you maintain your car you get the oil changes you get new tires all these things you are the machine that is working or playing however you want to put it and you need to take care of it and you know drinking excessively before during and after shows is not going to be great for you in the long run and not getting enough sleep i am having a horrible time with my current job this like what we're talking about now does not just is not just for performers this is for everybody you know i work in the service industry and there are people that work doubles or that do clopens. A clopen is where you close the restaurant the night before and then you open it the next morning. And I keep telling them, like, I can't do that. They've, they've scheduled me probably a handful over the last year. And every time I, I'm like, I can't do this. Stop doing this. I'm old. This is what I say. I'm old. But I don't really believe I'm old. I just know that getting enough sleep before doing a shift is going to help me have a more successful shift because the volume of people I'm dealing with angry, irritable travelers, I have to be in top in on my top game mm -hmm. in order to deal with that. Mm -hmm. So I'm using habits from the last 10 years that I've used in burlesque. I wasn't doing burlesque for 10 years, but I guess it was eight years, seven years, whatever the last few years where I was learning like, don't do anything on a show day. Make sure you rest after a festival. They call it the glitter crash. And it's because you're partying, you're doing workshops, and you're watching shows for three days straight. That's all you're doing. And then you get home and like that huge, like, <laughs> then you're in a crash, uh, which we'll talk about in our next episode oh, when we're sure. talking about performer depression. It's the same thing. Like if you don't take care of yourself during, before, during, and after, after especially, but you have to take those little baby steps in between and, you know, to avoid. Here's something that we've discussed with each other many, many times, and uh, it's worth mentioning. And that is that time on stage as a performer is, is very different. Uh, it, it moves differently. Uh, and we exert ourselves in different ways than we do off stage, and I think it can really only be compared to, say, a, a professional footballer or, uh, you know, like game athlete, game yeah. time is different, uh, even different than rehearsal time or different. It's, uh, it's a different energy, and it's it's an expensive one. Um, it's it's mm -hmm. a really expensive one, and and so I, that relates a lot to uh, when my clients book me or I get a bid request and, and there's sticker shock happening on the other line or whatever. Um, and that's because they think I'm working for an hour. How could it cost that much? Um, and that's, that's one of the things that that's worth mentioning is that the, that hour I'm exerting myself more. Uh, this is why we're spent after a show. Um, I, I will crash after we finish recording today. It happens every sure. month. And every month I mess it up and I schedule stuff like mom stuff and 
date night. We've done date night a couple times after this, and I'm just like a zombie because I am outputting energy right now to perform for you, to be for you. <laughs> and which I is our favorite thing. We're it not is. Complaining. We're not <laughs> complaining. It just it takes its toll on me no matter how much sleep I got the night before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. But that's that's the reason that we're discussing all this other stuff, being properly fed, properly rested, mm -hmm. properly hydrated. Uh, everything you can do to make yourself comfortable to be at your best on stage but then afterwards it's important like yeah. i just recently learned about adaptogens do you know what those are let's hear about it <laughs> you might want you might want to uh include some adaptogens in your your new habits coming with all these shows you have coming up next month okay we're, we're, we're Wait, we're in December. We're recording this December. This is for January. But um, adaptogens are uh, nutrients that allow, that help your body to recover. Mm -hmm. And so uh, one of them uh, that I've been taking is ashwagandha, which is called Indian ginseng. Okay. So there is an energy element to it. There's not the crash like caffeine, but there's also built into it the uh, whatever the nutrient parts that help your body recover so from having too much adrenaline i um i have adrenaline in my body every day like a lot a lot of cortisol is built up from stress from dealing with the cranky passengers and so i uh, i take the adaptogens to help recover faster so that i'm not so wiped out but i'm also drinking my adrenal cocktails so after I have a stressful day, I have orange juice, coconut water, and salt in a little cocktail in my car waiting because I can't take that into the airport. <laughs> so it's in my car waiting and I chug it as soon as I get in the car and I feel this immediate relaxing because magnesium, the combination of magnesium, vitamin C, and sodium uh, helps your body to de-stress which is why we crave French fries and chocolate after a stressful experience hmm. yeah, or potato chips, like something salty and, and chocolatey because chocolate has magnesium in it. So yeah, that's um, a fun fact. Um, and yeah, I found that, that, that recipe on Pinterest. It's like super we'll, easy. We'll connect that to this episode. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really important. I think that uh, in our culture, that's also constantly hustle, 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 our, the hustle culture that we live in, um, there's not important importance placed on uh, culminating a project or uh, celebrating the end of something and then resting and completing the full creative cycle, which is, you know, what Mother Earth, Mother, Mother Earth, Mama Earth, <laughs> Mother Nature does at the end of the year is shut everything down so it can rest to get ready for spring. Okay. So. We'll have to get back to you on groats and our experience with yeah. groats. That's a, a new experiment. And groats is uh, just the, the least processed form of oats. So steel cut mm -hmm. oats is the next step. Yeah. This is, which before, this is before they're steel cut. And I do overnight oats, which I'm curious to find out if we could do, if I can do with groats. I believe you can, yeah. I think so. It's just, yeah. I think I have to add a little bit of heat to it. But yeah, I want to also grow amaranth next year. We have follow-up stuff on a few few issues here. Okay, we'll have yeah. to follow up on that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else to add? 
We talked about sleep. We talked about food. We talked about our next one. We talk about mental health. Yeah, uh, that's important. Mental health is is an important one, and we certainly invite you to tune into that one coming up. So, nutrition, sleep, mental health, skincare, skincare. Yeah, so outer body. Mm -hmm. If we've missed anything, just let us know. We trust you with that. And if you have any other questions, reach us any old time at hello at onebigpaper.com. We can't keep doing this without you. Give us just a little bit of your time by subscribing, sharing, rating, or talking about One Big Caper with someone else. We really appreciate your help. We want to hear your stories. Visit onebigcaper.com to get to know us even more. All of the audio and visual digital media associated with One Big Caper, in whole or in part, is the property of Gazellus Productions, LLC.